Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. In fact, I'm going to be at TrueMath Fitness tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. You can get your new year started with a new way to work out. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed, can be found at the GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Preds and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Two Rivers Ford 2023 model year Fords available right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet. Go to Two Rivers Ford for the best car buying experience possible and Superbook Sports where you can wager on all your favorite sports, including the NFL, college basketball, the NHL, and everything in between. Download the Superbook app today. So as we look at the final four bracket, the games this Sunday, Championship Sunday, first the Bengals at the Chiefs, a rematch not just from the regular season this year, but last year's AFC Championship game with which uh, in which the Bengals came out victorious, went to the Super Bowl, and ultimately fell to the Rams. Then there's the Eagles and the 49ers. The Eagles in the NFC Championship game for the first time since 2017. And the uh, Niners, who are in their third championship game appearance in the last four seasons. So now, as the Titans look to kind of retool and get this thing back off the ground, I don't think anybody around here uh, would use the term rebuild at this stage. I think we've talked about kind of the idea of them going through a soft rebuild, maybe not so soft, with seven straight losses this season and trying to find their way back in. The question becomes, okay, what can the Titans take from these four teams at this point? So the question that I want to start with is about the 49ers on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What can the Titans learn from the 49ers on offense? Give me your response in the comment section. We'll discuss at length together. There's a variety of different ways that you can approach this subject, and you'll hear from Greg Cosell of NFL Films momentarily. Uh, restructure, says John Lasseter, a better term to use for the Titans, uh, what they're going through. A, a quick reset at this point. TK Bullis says, got to have a rookie quarterback contract or a quarterback on a rookie contract. And I think that's a fascinating kind of case study, right? Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal. Joe Burrow on a rookie deal. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's the anomaly in this situation. He's the half a billion dollar quarterback, but obviously he's one of the most impressive players at the position that we've ever seen. I'll give you some numbers on that here in just a second. And then there is Brock Purdy, who's just happy to be here and along for the ride with a giggling George Kittle and uh, Debo Samuel, who I'm pretty sure is made of the stuff that they make bowling balls out of. I think that uh, when you look at the circumstance for these four teams, the rookie quarterback contract is obviously an incredible advantage. And that is something that, you know, at this point, the Titans 
are not in a position to do because even if they were to draft a rookie quarterback this year and do currently have a rookie quarterback contract on their books, you're still dealing with a veteran quarterback contract who you have at least one more season of until such time as you are able to move him. A difficult kind of task at this point, given that Ryan Tannehill is coming off ankle surgery and is not going to be the most attractive trade prospect out there on the market at the quarterback position. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles. They always sell all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP. No matter what you want to drive, whether it's a Bronco, an F-150, the Explorer like I have, and no matter how you want to shop, Two Rivers Ford always makes the process fast, easy, and fun. So go visit them in Mount Juliet. Go check out their inventory for yourself online at tworiversford.com. So as you look at the 49ers on offense specifically, there are many things that make them unique. Now you cannot, you hired Rand Carthon and you cannot have Kyle Shanahan, which obviously is a huge advantage for San Francisco. There are very, very few teams who could win at the rate that the Niners do despite how often they have had to deal with a shuffling deck at the quarterback situation. Think about it this way, because Garoppolo has been um, unhealthy at points in time. They've had to find ways to win games with Nick Mullins. They've had to find ways to win games with C.J. Beathard. And now they're finding ways to win with uh, Brock Purdy at quarterback, literally the last pick in the NFL draft. It's, I mean, Brock Purdy seems to be better than his draft pedigree or his draft selection might indicate given that the Titans took Malik Willis in the third round, Desmond Ritter does not been able to execute at the level that Brock Purdy has. And even Kenny Pickett obviously has had his struggles, whereas Brock Purdy has yet to lose an NFL start. He obviously has a tremendous amount of advantages on that roster and on his coaching staff. But there is one thing that is unique about the way that the 49ers play offense And it's something that I thought Greg Cosell was very, very intelligent on, as he always is, on today's episode of our podcast, The Install. You know, this is a a common experience for for the untrained eye like myself, but I I keep stopping the game during when the Niners are on offense to see who's in the backfield. Right. You know, who's out wide? Are they, is it, is it Mitchell back there? Is it Debo Samuel? Are they? What are they doing with McCaffrey? Where is he? What kind of formation is this specifically? Like I'm having to take it piece no. by piece. No, make sure that I've got everything straight. It's funny you say that because there are certain teams on either side of the ball where with each play, I have to kind of at the beginning of each play say, okay, where is everybody? Fortunately, I have almost like a ticker thing at the bottom that tells me who's on the field, but it doesn't tell me where they are. So I have to kind of look and, you know, the Patriots are like that with their defense. You know, every play, it's like, okay, who's on the field and where are they? You know, and and the Niners are like that with their offense. You know, each play you have to kind of say, okay, where's McCaffrey? You know, oh, oh yeah, Debo's in the backfield. Oh, where's Kid? Oh, Kid will split all the way out. I mean, you, you and, and that's what they do. So defensively, you almost, you have to have a plan that is, simple to execute because you can't get caught up in having to communicate in detail on every single play that's too much mental gymnastics then guys won't be able to play so not only uh do they have a situation where they have a very very gifted play caller who understands 
how to scheme guys open, right? I've heard several times discussed on other teams' broadcasts this year, those guys are 49ers open. They're they're in the open field the way that you see 49ers players get about uh, sometimes the Bills or um, the Chiefs or just when you look at how much space is around Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle when they're able to get into the open field, how that schemed is obviously very, very much done by Kyle Shanahan. But on top of that, they're confusing defenses in ways that make it near impossible to kind of operate at the level that you would like to normally because they are so, I mean, almost positionless is the wrong word because they're lining up at the wide receiver position. They're lining up at the running back position, but it's not the running back back there. All of a sudden it's Kittle in the backfield. It's Debo and McCaffrey out wide. They're running to, uh, you know, a two back formation, 21 personnel with uh, the fullback use check and Elijah Mitchell as the running back. But those guys aren't geographically where you would assume that the running back and the fullback want to be. So not only is it requiring defenses to have to think, which is not always uh, in the best interest of defenders. If you're having to think, if you're having a process, it slows you down too much to an extent. Obviously, you have to be able to operate at a certain level, but it's also putting defensive coordinators in conflict because now you're saying, okay, shit, do I play my base defense? Do I come out with four defensive linemen? Or do I come out in a situation where I'm playing the nickel because they've got these guys that can run all over the place, <laughs> but it, it's leaving me exposed if I if I come in a little lighter and all of a sudden the 49ers are running the ball. Like, it's a legitimate holy shit moment out there on the field for these players kind of looking around and being like, all right, what do I do? Getting the call, wet coach, where, what, what kind of formation should we be in? I've not seen this before. And all of a sudden, you know, Brock Purdy is hitting uh, hitting Ayuk in the back of the end zone as he scrambles around because all of a sudden Ayuk ran a real route out of the backfield and is ending up in your end zone that easily. So it's it's not something that everybody is capable of doing. And right now the Titans don't have those kind of players like creativity at this point for the Tennessee Titans on offense and kind of untethering uh, positions is Derrick Henry in the Derrick Henry in the King cat, right? The wildcat formation, maybe trailing Burks on an end around. And, and that's really the, or Malik Willis out on the field for God knows reasons and uh, God knows what reasons and plays that often end in disaster. So at this stage, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's about acquiring the personnel to do it. And that's a part of the reason why Rand Carthon is here. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by TrueMav Fitness. Go to TrueMav Fitness if you want to go tomorrow. I'll see you at 6 a.m. I'm excited for their upper body workout with a focus on your core. They do a different part of your body each and every day to make sure that you're not overexerting or exhausting yourself, but still making sure that you achieve at a certain level as you put your push yourself fitness-wise. I love their group classes. For some people, that's not it. That's why they also offer personal training and an open gym concept with any variety of their membership levels. If you want to sign up for a class pack, you can do that too. Just download the Mind Body app the way that I do. Go to TrueMath Fitness and select the classes that you would like to take. I'm down over 40 pounds because of the help from our friends at TrueMath Fitness. You can accomplish the same goals at truemathfitness.com, where you can also get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, of all the different things that uh, we talked about on today's podcast, 
with Greg Cosell. By the way, go check it out. It's an absolute, I'm biased. I think it's good every time we do it. That's because Greg's really good. And I sit there and ask him questions like an idiot. And Greg explains it to me like I'm a five-year-old. And honestly, I think it makes for really, really a simplified explanation of a lot of cool things that football teams do. So I'd invite you to go check out the, uh, invite you to go check out the championship weekend preview at this po at this point. Focus one says it's making my ears bigger. Why? Because my head's getting smaller. Well, don't worry. There's enough ego in here that the head will continue to balloon up at various points. So I wouldn't worry about the size of my head at this time. Uh, quarterbacks handing off to another quarterback says Marlo Pointer. Well, that's yeah, that's something that. The Titans have tried under Todd Downing with Ryan Tannehill and uh, Malik Willis. That's something that has not worked uh, effectively for this team at this point and has you know caused turnovers if it's not executed well. It's not just that they are doing these things with players in unconventional positions. It's that they execute well, right? So it's not just the Titans don't have the personnel. It's when they try to do these things, or at least in the last season when they've tried to do these things. It has often end up in a white knuckle experience where you're just gripping something very, very hard, and all of a sudden you're screaming, Todd Downing, what the bleep are you doing? And uh, you know, that's an experience that you I think you are uh I think you are trying to avoid. So at this point, um, I think there are other takeaways that the Titans can have from teams like the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Uh, we'll talk about those things as well, right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. Make sure you get the intel edge you need to succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Whether you are in the market to sell your home, you can sell for more with Gary Ashton. Whether you're looking for your next home, you'll get your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime and the radio show as well. So go to GaryAshton.com and trust the team that your favorite teams trust. I think when you look at the kind of things that the Chiefs and the Bengals are doing at this point, obviously they have superior players at the quarterback position. Mahomes is both physically and athletically gifted in ways that very few people are. And also this season has been playing the quarterback position at as high a level as we've ever seen him. Whereas Burrow, well, I'll just let Greg Cosell explain this in his words, Burrow is doing things purely as a quarterback that are the highest evolution of what that position is supposed to look like from a footwork, mechanics, mobility, and isolating and eliminating, which most people call processing, going through progressions, when they isolate and eliminate in a way that is effective, that is efficient, that gets the ball out quick, because Joe Burrow doesn't hold the ball for longer than two and a half seconds at this point. He's so adept at seeing what's in front of him and adjusting even pre-snap when he knows when he already knows where he's going to go with the ball. Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to watch this game. They're always competitive. Well, I mean, certainly it's been in Cincinnati's favor, but the games are always. A, uh, oh, they've been really good games. They've just, you know, look, I don't know who's going to win on Sunday. The reality is the Bengals have won three in a row. And that's all that matters when, you know, when the, the, the clock strikes zero and who has more points. But these games have been really close and competitive. It's not like they've just dominated the Chiefs. Right. Well, and and really the 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 Jaguars, they had the they had a couple of great opportunities to capitalize on, Greg. Obviously, the uh uh the Jamal Agnew fumble really caused oh, yeah. the yeah. like a, a couple of moments where you look and it was still a one score game. It was twenty seventeen, yes. 
when you looked at the Jags and you're like, okay, they've had these comebacks in yep. weeks past. Yep. They've been doing this consistently and just squandered a couple of critical opportunities. But it's not like the the that the it's not like the Chiefs defense necessarily had a, uh, an easy time holding Jacksonville down. And this is obviously a much different challenge that they'll now have. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, now you get into that side of the ball with Burrow and and Burrow, you know, he is he's just a, a quarterback. I mean, and again, I'll explain what that means. You know, a lot of people this week, I've, he I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh, well, Mahomes is the best player in the league and Burrow is the best quarterback in the I league. Saw that. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I understand what that means. I'm not going to get into that debate, you know, um, but Burrow to me is the true definition of a passer. He can throw with timing, anticipation. He can throw with pace and touch. He can throw with velocity when needed. You wouldn't call him a gun thrower, but when he has to sort of finesse some velocity, he can. And perhaps most importantly, Buck, he has really precise ball location. Um, and he can move and manipulate defenders. He can navigate the pocket with poise and composure. I mean, he he just knows how to play quarterback. Um, and and to me, that's playing quarterback. Now, you could there's guys who play quarterback differently in the league. Mahomes plays it differently. Mahomes is unbelievably great too. You know, there's that Josh Allen plays it differently. He's really, really good too. You know, there's different ways to do it and be successful, but Burrow, he just, he's almost in this, in a little bit old school in the way in which he plays, but he also adds just enough movement where that can be a factor. So, I, I look at it this way, and then we'll move on to a, a, the first mock draft, Mel Kuyper's first mock draft of the NFL offseason. God help us say a prayer. I think that uh, when you look at the at the bracket this way, you've got difference makers at quarterback on the AFC side, unfortunately for the Titans, because that's the conference that they're going to have to work through. And you have guys who can work within a system and excel in Hurts and Purdy on the other side. There are philosophical approaches that lead to both, and obviously all four of those teams have dealt with, you know, varying degrees of adversity and lean years that have caused them to accumulate both talent and quarterbacks with high draft picks, like on the AFC side of things. But I think there's a lot to take from all four of these teams and a lot of work that the Titans have to do at this stage. So let's talk about the, uh, the first Mel Kuyper mock draft of the season. The question that we'll ask you, is this fair or foul? Mel Kuyper's Mock Draft 1.0, having the Titans select an offensive tackle at the 11th overall pick. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that primetime is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today and you will enjoy all the great odds boosts and promo bets that they have to offer. They'll also match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. Superbook invites you to take the fight to the best odds makers on the strip each and every day, whether you're wagering on college basketball, the NHL, or the NFL's Final Four. Superbook is where you go. So download the app, go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So Mel Kuyper's analysis uh, on the uh, mock draft 1.0 has the Tennessee Titans taking Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. So you can read in front of you the uh, the explanation of why Mel thinks this makes sense at 11 overall. 
I'll read it for you as well. The Tennessee offense was a mess this season. I add parenthetically facts, which resulted in the firing of coordinator Todd Downing. General manager John Robinson also was let go. And you have to think Robinson's inability to get the offensive lineup to par contributed to it. Longtime left tackle Taylor Lewan has played just 20 games over the last three seasons and could be an offseason cap casualty. There might be an opening on the left side. Johnson played guard for the Buckeyes in 2021, but moved to left tackle in 2022 and was tremendous. He will be a plug-and-play starter in the top 15 picks. So, we've talked about this with Lawan. The case for bringing him back has never been stronger, but the last time that the Titans had the 11th overall selection, it was Taylor Lawan. It was one of the top tackles in that year's draft. Now, we'll see how this thing goes. Um, it could be the Northwestern tackle, Skaronsky, which couldn't possibly um, couldn't possibly be a more offensive lineman last name, or Paris Johnson Jr., who was exceptional on the left side of Ohio State's offensive line this year. You you will have your choice if you stick and pick at eleven of one of the better offensive linemen or one of the top wide receivers in this class. Now. We haven't really talked about the wide receivers this year in ways, in terms that we have in the last couple of years, right? Quarterbacks and wide receivers are some of the most specialized positions in the sport. I think it has produced a lot more incredibly talented wide receivers and just general evolution where you have these, you know, pterodactyls flying through the air like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, um, Traylon Burks is one of these guys where they're just unbelievable athletes, physical specimens bigger, faster, and stronger. But I think that when you look at what the Titans need, offensive line is first and foremost. And I think at this stage, that would be in their best interest. Um, So we will see what direction the Tennessee Titans ultimately end up going. We'll have a lot of time to discuss this. And of course, we'll get a look at a lot of these prospects coming up in the Senior Bowl this next week. But at this stage, um, it, it makes the most sense for them to continue to rebuild their offensive line in ways that uh, Mel's analysis is correct. The biggest, one of the biggest reasons that John Robinson is no longer making selections for this team. He's been chasing an offensive line rebuild for a considerable amount of time uh, in the last couple of years and, and really, really not had success both in the draft and free agency. Um, So we'll, we'll have a lot more time and a lot more prospects and, You'll hear the same names over and over again. The last question I want to ask you is this. What do you think will be the Super Bowl matchup uh, at the end of this uh, this NFL season? Let me know in the comments section, and we'll discuss together who you think will be in the NFL's final game in Phoenix. Uh, your comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Eric Alonzo says, bussing those boys right out of Nashville. Well, the bus is going to stay in Nashville, whether... Taylor's uh, NFL playing career does or not is an entirely different matter. Uh, Darren, Dar- Dayland Waters says Aaron Rod, Aaron Rodgers with the third round. What do you mean Aaron Rodgers with the third round? Like you're going to trade a third round pick for Aaron Rodgers? Um, well, one to get Russell Wilson from the Seahawks to the Broncos, it cost five draft picks and three players this year. So you're not getting the uh, three-time NFL MVP and one of the most talented quarterbacks at the position for simply a third-round pick. You also have to assume 
$60 million worth of contract that he is owed in 2023. So ultimately, I think it's going to be the Bengals and the Eagles. I think that, you know, Mahomes on a high ankle sprain is, is still a danger, but not in ways that the Bengals defense shouldn't be able to handle. Lou Anarumo is one of the most talented coordinators in the league right now. The Bengals DC, I'm shocked that he has not been discussed more for uh, head coaching positions. But I do ultimately think that that's what it's going to end up being. And we will find out together after championship weekend. It's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. One more show left to do. It's going to be a sad one because tomorrow's producer reads last show and it's going to break my heart a little bit. Um, so we're going to have a, we're going to have a little bit of a party tomorrow night on the primetime show. Hang out with us at 8 PM and uh, we will certainly enjoy reads last show together. My voice is literally falling apart. My eyes are starting to water. It hurts so bad. So I have to get the hell out of here. But I love you guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning on the radio show at 10 a.m. Are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year, we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. <laughs>